Hey, welcome to Simone Shay. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking to you about designer drugs. Ooh, designer drugs. Coming to you this fall, a sleek and trendy black suit. <laughs> Buy it at your local Versace. <laughs> or Tajay, if you can't afford the Versace. <laughs> oh god can we just reference showgirls once an episode i like that movie i know like people don't i know people like it ironically like it's a bad movie i yeah. like it it's a good movie yeah and i loved when it was on vh1 and they yes. did like a weird ms paint airbrush you, did you <laughs> see that the bra that just kind of floated in front of her chest yeah it was like drawn in with an airbrush <laughs> yes. and ms paint and yes. they just and it didn't follow exactly along with the bodies but enough to cover the breasts that's right this is why we're friends you have no idea how many people <gasps> i have told about that that have no idea what I'm really? talking about. Because I watched that movie on VH1 like 10 million times. Yeah. Every time they played it. And it's hard to describe how you have to see it to appreciate how fucking terrible that was. <laughs> it was just a purple airbrushed bra just floating. <laughs> you remember the colors. <laughs> God damn it. Bless your heart. That's why I love you. Uh, it was purple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. love that movie. Anyways. So uh, designer drugs. Yeah are basically they're fake drugs kind of yes uh the description that wikipedia gives is a synthetic analog of a legally restricted or prohibited drug devised to circumvent drug laws so these drugs are illegal but we want the effects of them so we're going to make them in a lab uh, with ingredients that aren't illegal and now we can take them yeah, which sounds like a really great way to mass market a drug because if you have the real deal and you're doing it illegal, you got to have, you know, your drug runners, your mules, your kingpins, your hoppers. <laughs> I've seen TV. There's it's complicated running an illegal drug operation. It's hard. But if you create this synthetic analog, you can sell it at head shops, gas stations, and you can basically move more product because it is legal but we'll find out in the show like they generally are pretty quick these days yeah to hop on and make them illegal but you can make a lot of money in a short period of time by creating a designer drug yes and not only that but once they make it illegal you know it's common for whoever's making these drugs to change one or two of the ingredients and then it becomes legal again yeah because it's not technically the same thing that they made illegal yeah so i'm scared of tricky. designer drugs yeah oh yeah i was like looking at lists because i was like what what are designer drugs i'm like spice yes that? which i've done okay have you done spice no i smoked it in the parking lot of a hip-hop show in front of police officers and I never had heard about it before. Someone said, hey, you want to smoke spice? This is legal weed. We can smoke it in front of these cops. And I did. And then I went over to the Mexican place across the street that had a pepper bar. Uh -huh. And um, I ate a dozen uh, whole jalapenos and habaneros uh, with my burrito. Well, I only ate half the burrito because I was full on all the peppers. And then I packed up in my to-go container six more whole um, jalapenos and habaneros. Uh -huh. And I went home and I uh, woke up like two hours later and I ate those. And then I was worried I was going to have to call out to work on account of the hot trots. But I didn't. I was fine. 
nice. That's the most surprising thing about that story is that <laughs> I ate 18 whole peppers. And you were fine. Totally fine. Wow, that is surprising. Yes. I think your butthole would hurt. You would think I, so. I thought we did an episode on Spice, but then I realized I was thinking of salvia. Yes. So is and that so, a designer drug? No, because salvia is a natural plant. That's right. Um, and I was quizzing you. Oh, were you? You were yeah. testing me? Mm-hmm. Get ready, because there will be some pop quiz questions oh, mixed I'm in here. You think I don't listen to the show? <laughs> Bath salts? Bath salts are definitely a designer drug. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ketamine, not technically a designer drug. Okay. Because it's a legal drug. And oh, if it yeah. were something that were similar to ketamine, but marketed to the public, because it wasn't yet controlled, then it would be designer. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You're passing so far. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you want to go over the history of designer drugs? Yeah. I thought they were a modern phenomenon, as if chemistry were new. Not so. Not so. So, <clears throat> in 1925, mm-hmm. following the Second International Opium Convention, uh, which banned morphine and heroin, um, a bunch of quote, alternative esters of morphine. Not like the name Esther, not like a bunch of like alternative because Esther's a I Jewish was thinking name. A bunch of women. Yeah. We're alternative esters. They're like Jewish women who like are like, I'm not wearing a fucking wig over my real hair because yeah. you say it's a sin to wear, you know, to show my hair. I'm just gonna wear my normal hair. And you're like, oh Esther, aren't you alternative? <laughs> That's this what is, I was thinking. Yeah. The they Jew- had punk rock vests on. With the star of David, they're like, I'm still repping, but I'm repping my way. It's my way, my way or the highway. <laughs> I fucking want alternative Esther's to be a Broadway musical. And oh, it's about a bunch shit. of rede- rebellious uh, Hasidic Jewish women. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh we're Jesus having a puppy party. We're having a hey, puppy party. Shut up. Frank, I'm not editing the podcast, so shut up. <laughs> So we have two dogs in the studio tonight and these motherfuckers are acting like I want to edit this shit and I don't want to do it. No, you've noticed recently in some episodes I've added some sound effects. Oh, I liked that (laughs) because we had um, our recording system shut down and I just put a fucking sound drop. I liked it. The Seinfeld music. It was funny because all of a sudden I was like, am I still say smooching? And then I was like, oh, that was good, Sydney. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I used the prepackaged radio sound effects in GarageBand. Um, but yeah, these dogs, I'm not playing with you because I'm not editing this fucking podcast. This Don't is a it. natural stream of consciousness. She and I need to feel relaxed and open and ready to talk. And that's how we get into it. We're just doing our thing. Yeah, we are. Whatever comes to mind comes out of the mouth. Alternative esters. <laughs> Alternative esters. Um, so so that happened in the 1920s. Uh-huh. Um, and in the 1930s, uh, which was during Prohibition, there was something called diethyl ether, and it was sold as an alternative to illegal alcohol. I don't know. That just sounds not great. If they're like, hey, you want to get some diethyl ether? Yeah. Get your buzz. I'd be like, I don't think so because it's the 30s and I can't Google what the fuck that is. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've seen that in some movies. Really? Yeah. Okay, we got in a period piece. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how she loves her period pieces. I fucking love that shit. 
clothes, baby. It's all about the clothes. <laughs> I fucking love our podcast. Um, um, me too. So in 1967, this thing called DOM or STP, which stood for Serenity, Tranquility, Peace. It hit the streets of San Francisco and it was a synthetic psychedelic and amphetamine drug. Um, but this was our first sign that perhaps designer drugs, not great because uh, these tablets that were made were way too strong. It was too much for a dose. And also the trip lasted 14 to 20 hours. Holy shit. So can you imagine taking too much of something that lasts 20 hours? Um, that's not great. That sounds fucking terrible. And uh, a lot of people ended up in the emergency room. Uh, some even died. But um, that would be a real bummer to be like, I want to stop this trip now. Oh, you can't. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow you'll not be tripping because the uh, the effects of it were perceptual changes, blurred vision, multiple images, vibration of objects, visual alterations, distorted shapes, enhancement of details, slowed passage of time. That's the worst part. Is it already is 20 hours, but it makes it feel longer? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh... Are you fucking kidding me? So, yeah. Um, and the problem was people went to the ER, but they, they don't know how to treat an overdose because right. they don't know what the fuck this thing is. And that's where I'm scared of designer drugs is because if you have a bad experience, they don't know how to treat you. Yeah. They basically can sedate you. And, uh... Oof. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of the unknown. You do you do mushrooms, you do your salvia, your marijuana. There's hundreds of years of like scientific research to understand what the fuck is happening. Yeah. But you take these designer drugs and they're like, oh. Uh-huh. Wow. Just you just handle that. I know. It's like what did the dad in uh knocked up tell seth rogan he's like if it grows in the ground it's probably fine if it's powder and pills don't take it oh really something like that i mean like you know ground whatever yeah if it's natural it's probably fine that's kind of my thing is there are a lot of drugs where if i like knew a chemist and said and they said here is lsd i made this and i know i'm an expert at making lsd i would take it but i don't want to take something that is like quote-unquote lsd yeah but could be just uh chemically analogous to it mm -hmm. so um scary stuff scary stuff guys um, be careful out there be careful I um think so. yeah lsd was outlawed in 1968 and so in 1973 uh these two guys were prosecuted because they were making fake lsd and it was called ALD-52. <laughs> and that was a designer drug. Uh -huh. And uh, even though it wasn't that chemical compound wasn't illegal at the time, they were convicted because in order to make it, they would have had to have LSD because it was derived from LSD. Oh. So I don't know. So there's more designer drugs. And yeah. then we get to PCP. Shit. Which apparently is super scary. I will cut my own fucking arm off. Me and my friend were uh, driving to Whataburger one time. It was like four in the morning. Like we had been partying, whatever. We were going to get breakfast burgers. And this guy, like we see cars swerving in front of us. Uh -huh. And we realize there's a man walking down our lane towards our car like 
pinwheeling his arms with his fists, like super aggressive, just yelling like, I will fucking kill you! Like... That's <laughs> nightmare stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on PCP. Yeah. it's It was nutso. And he looked super aggro. It was crazy. And then we like swerved around him and he just turned and was like, ah! Like staring at us that's that's the worst is when a crazy person makes direct eye contact with you (laughs) and i have the problem where i make eye contact with everyone like it's a really bad habit i need to learn how to like not look at people in the eyes because i always am that person who'll make eye contact with someone and then we look away and look each other again and i'm like fuck no fuck don't look i'm I'm sorry i don't mean to (laughs) i don't want to have a relationship with you (laughs) just Staring into your soul on accident. <laughs> Oopsie boopsie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's always, especially when it's like a crazy homeless person and you're just like, I don't. Yes. I just. I don't have money. Sorry. I don't have money. But all, like I saw this one guy who was crossing a street and I was stopped at the red light and he made dead yes. eye contact with me and he was doing that crazy person walk where the, the fists are pumping. But he had two giant knives strapped to his waist and I just and he gave me this look and he held my gaze and the look just said you. Yes. And I was like, you know what I don't want from someone holding two giant knives (laughs) is for them to really zero in on me. Yes. Um, We'll make sure these here doors are locked. I know. You know how like if you live in a certain part of town for long enough, you see the same homeless people all the time. Uh Like when I lived in Tempe, there was this guy who I saw at a gas station once and he made direct eye contact with me. And then I saw him again, but he was across the street and he just started like he just pointed at me and made eye contact and then like just stared for a long time. And I got in my car and when I got started in my car, he just started screaming, you you and it freaked me the fuck out like i for real was like is he gonna murder me is he like jesus alien man with a message i don't know what's happening is he just crazy we don't know we don't know but it was freaky yeah i don't like that pcp Maybe. We don't know. Tell me about um, PCP. Okay, so PCP is not a designer drug. It was actually used in humans up until it was outlawed in 1965. And uh, it was still used in veterinary medicine until 1978. And then it was outlawed just across the board, which led to a bunch of analogs of PCP hitting the street. And I didn't write too much about it because I want to do a show at some point on yeah. PCP because it's one of those drugs where they say it'll make you jump out, you know, a plate glass window or whatever. But apparently these analogs of it made people absolutely bananas. And so I kind of like cut myself off on research because I just Ooh, okay. I want to do a whole episode about that. Yeah. And we can talk about the made for TV movies that warn you against it. Um, it'll make you crazy and it might Um, yeah we don't know know. Um, but the term designer drug was coined in the 80s to refer to synthetic opioids hitting the streets and these drugs were um, sold as heroin and mostly chemically based on fentanyl Uh which everyone knows that one because people get it from their doctor now and they use fentanyl patches and it's like a powerful narcotic and uh yeah now a bunch of people are ODing because they're like using it to cut other drugs with on the streets and people aren't told that they're taking fentanyl and so they take too much because it's extremely extremely strong and like the smallest amount can kill you yeah and so they overdose 
Yeah, so it's an epidemic in America right now. It's very bad. It's Breaking very news upsetting. here on Simone Yeah. Opioid epidemic. <laughs> um, so these fake heroines were sold as heroin, and most of them were based on fentanyl or meperidine. Okay. Sure. Uh, and one of these was called MPPP, and a lot of it contained a chemical called MPTP. And this fucking chemical, MPTP, it caused uh, brain damage and a single dose could cause a syndrome identical to full-blown Parkinson's. So you buy this shit on the street and you're told it's heroin, which heroin, not a great drug, but it's not terribly dangerous. Um, and uh, like it's actually less dangerous than taking like opioid pills from your doctor that have Tylenol and shit in them. But um, so you take this shit, you think it's heroin and you use it once and then you have this thing that's basically Parkinson's. Man, permanent brain damage. Yeah, this is the thing. If it's if it's not a plant, how do you know it's just the white powder? Yeah, because this was also the era of quote unquote China white. Oh, that good old China white, which I always thought was heroin. Right when yeah. you hear it in movies, oh, I got that China white. Uh, it's not. It's um, a fentanyl analog, and it causes a lot of accidental overdoses because it is too strong. Um, so fuck that. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. And because all these new drugs were hitting mm. the market, um, this is when laws were passed that gave the DEA uh, power to emergency schedule a drug. So basically, the minute a designer drug becomes popular enough or wide enough in use that people know what it is, um, the DEA is able to outlaw it. So they can then prosecute people for making it and distributing it, which generally I'm against making things illegal. And, like, giving any power to the government whatsoever. But, like, in this case where you have people making these drugs that we don't know how they work. People don't yeah. know what they are. And some people feel safer using them because they're like, oh, it's legal. Right. Um, And, like, it's permanently fucking them up and we have no recourse because there's no research behind it. I kind of feel okay about them being able to, like, do an emergency schedule and be like, yeah. this fucking shit is killing people and fucking them up and we need to get it off the streets and, like, shut down this company because people are buying it at a gas station and they yeah. think it's fine. Do we know if the man who ate the other man's face was on designer drugs? He was not. Okay. So. Because everyone was saying that he he did bath salts. They were. Um. I listened to two episodes. They did a two-part series on um, synthetic drugs on Say Why to Drugs. Yeah. And they actually made it sound like they're safer than everyone says they are. And she's like, there is no evidence to report like this the kid who cut his own dick off um, or this guy who ate another guy's face. There's a guy who cut his own dick off and everyone said it was like, oh, because he took Flocka and it made him crazy. Okay. But there, she's like, there's no evidence to purport that, like, they had anything to do with each other. Like, these people were very mentally ill, and whether or not they took these drugs, like, their behavior was erratic and psychotic before they took the drugs. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah. So, because there, there was, like, a, I listened to a true crime podcast where this kid, like, killed and ate his neighbor. Like, he, like, basically was, like, eating his neighbor's face. And um, they were like, oh, it's because he smoked spice once six months earlier. And they're like, no, we got his journals. And he actually was like 
having a two year long nervous breakdown and nobody thought to take him to a doctor until he fucking ate his neighbor. Holy shit. So yeah, people want to ha- be able to blame the drug. Yeah. And that's not. I know. Cause word on the street was that that guy took some bath salts and that was the first sign of zombie outbreak. Yeah. That was, it was going to be a zombie apocalypse because if you took bath salts, you're turning into a zombie. And that's when people thought that bath salts, the drug, was like the bath salts that you buy at Target. I was like, I love them. They come in little plastic bubbles and you break them open or just let them dissolve. Yeah. Make me feel all good and in the bathtub. I had to explain to so many people. I'm like, no, it's yeah. not the same thing. I'm like, here's the deal. You go to trails. They can't tell you it's a drug. They have to r- remind you that it's incest incest incense (laughs) they have to remind you that it's incest it's the dewy dewy gloss from a brother and sister fucking each other and then when you dehydrate that gloss and you snort the powdery remnants of the dewy gloss of brother sister coitus (laughs) it will fuck you up and you will maybe eat someone's face under a bridge yeah. No, but I had to be like, you go to the store and they, ha- it's like right. when you buy a bong and they tell you that it's for tobacco use. Yes. And then the people who you're explaining this to say, what? Yeah. I'm like, okay, if you buy a bong, they have to tell you that it's for tobacco use. Yes. Not anymore. It's like when you go to trails and you go buy a meth pipe and they're like, this is for uh, cigars. They, well, they, the they, they, tell they sell those plastic flowers in them. Because remember, you would buy those at the gas station, and it's a little gloss tube, and it has a plastic flower in it, and it's sold as, um, this is something to give your sweetheart, this little flower. I worked at a gas station when I was 16, and people would be like, oh, do you guys have those flowers? (laughs) Oh, my God. I was so naive, too. I lived with someone. We went to trails together, and she bought a meth pipe right in front of me, and I didn't even know. I I was like, oh, my roommate's smoking meth? When did that happen? Oh, oh, you bought that pipe when we went to trail. Yeah. Huh. I know that's, I just thought that was a weird round pipe. I didn't know what that was. I thought you were going to blow bubbles with it. Yes. I thought you were just going to have yourself a day at the park blowing some ah, bubbles. I see. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, I just love these naive stories. Yes. Because like, yeah, I, I worked with someone at a hotel and they worked behind the front desk and they started acting weird and I thought they were just like. I don't know, super hyper or whatever. But then they quit coming into work and they found a mirror and their razor blade like behind the counter, like in the little um, (gasps) file folders, you know, where you would put everyone employee has a slot and their names on it. Yeah. Well, this person in his fucking slot just had a mirror and a razor blade. And we're like, oh, because he was doing he was snorting meth behind the fucking counter at the hotel. And that would really explain how his complexion took a turn for the worse. Yes. Um, Yeah. I had no idea for like a bit that my roommate was doing meth. You you don't want to believe the worst. You don't want to believe. I was just like, you have weird hours. You're kind of edgy. I don't know what's going on with you. It happens. They took my car. They said, can I borrow your car? And I was like, sure. And then later said, I had to go to the mall to see if anyone was selling meth. What? And they were just like standing outside of the mall going, do you sell meth? Do you sell meth? Can I get some meth from you? That is the, always the impressive thing to me. Because I had a friend who she flew. She used to live out here. 
her mom lived in another state and she flew out here and her and her sister went to go bring their mom back from another state because their mom was like living in a shitty motel and like basically lying to them about everything. And she always knew her mom was kind of bananas, but she didn't know the extent of it. And then when they road tripped back, like their mom kept disappearing and like blah, blah, blah. And it turned out her mom was scoring drugs. And I'm like, just the idea of like, your mom with no cell phone because they took away her cell phone. They thought she was just like maybe schizophrenic. Yeah. And what they found out was that she was prostituting herself for drugs. Oh. But the idea of like with no cell phone to be able to go, hey, I'm going to go for a walk and come back having found someone who was willing to let them her suck their dick for drugs. I was kind of impressed because I just was like, <laughs> I, I would have to walk a million miles to find someone who sold meth. Yeah. But apparently they're under our nose and you just and have to know how to spot ex- them. Exactly. That's the thing. You Once you realize, like, I don't know, you, I, I feel like once you get into that world, you realize that it's everywhere. You like, know it's all around for. you. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess because, like, I know I'm able to spot an alcoholic, like, really easily. And, like, other people will be like, I didn't know they were an alcoholic. And I'm like, open your eyes, people. Yeah. I'm like every conspiracy theorist (laughs) ever. Right. Wake up. (laughs) They're an alcoholic. Fucking sheeple. Bah. Bah. (laughs) And they're like, okay, stop yelling, Sydney. I don't know Uh, when you turned into, uh, who's that InfoWars guy? (laughs) Alex Jones. Yeah, why are you pulling a full Alex Jones? Uh, Yeah. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. I hope hope that my old roommate is is doing better now. Well, we hope so. Um, So the internet era saw large-scale production of designer drugs, and they were marketed as research chemicals. And manufacturers were even advertising, like, Google ads. Like, and they would use, like, Google ad bumps. Like, if you were to type in psychedelic or whatever, you would get, like, these companies would bump up in the list for research chemicals. And most of them were hallucinated. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. They were hallucinogens. I love that I'm so adamant about not editing this podcast when we, we don't need to. It's beautiful. Look, everyone makes mistakes once in a while. Everyone burps in the middle of trying to say hallucinogens. <laughs> Is that what you did? That's what was happening there. Nice. I was I was trying to say it through the burp and the yeah. burp one. I fought the burp and the burp one. <laughs> oh, we're on fire. We are. We really are. So they were similar to uh, psilocybin or mescaline and they're sold as powders because if they had put them in pills, it would be harder to say, oh, these are research chemicals Mm -hmm. Um, because why would you put research chemicals in a pill? But the problem with that was the end users. I mean, how many people have a scale that's able to measure micrograms in their house, you know? Yeah. And so people weren't measuring them to get the correct dose, and they were just eyeballing it, and there were a lot of hospitalizations and some deaths. Yeah. Um, And so those were generally pretty quickly shut down um, as they would appear or arise. Um, And now there's things like synthetic Viagra, where it's similar to Viagra, but one chemical off, and you can buy it as an herbal aphrodisiac at a gas station. So there's like synthetic steroids sold as like herbal performance enhancers or synthetic, like those fucking herbal packets you see at the gas station. A lot of those aren't all natural. They contain these designer drugs. 
Um, and that's kind of scary to be like, oh, I think I'm just getting like a thing that's B12 and ginseng, but it actually has like synthetic uh, anabolic steroids or whatever. Yeah. That's scary. Crazy. Yeah. Read the ingredients. That like remember, also just don't buy fucking herbal supplements at gas stations. Like, okay. what are you doing? Are you I a trucker? Know. You just sometimes you want to try something new because you know truckers they drink a lot of five hour energy. Yeah, well they also that's why they called it trucker speed because you used to be able to buy these meth um, analogs uh, at um, truck stops and truckers yeah. would do it for their long hauls and so yeah it was trucker speed that you just buy the quote-unquote herbal whatever um but yeah there's remember the 90s suzanne powder would say if you can't pronounce it don't eat it you know she's very anti um processed food and i feel like that's if you can't if you look on the back of like the package of something and you don't know what the fuck that is just don't take it yeah so i agree um and the last thing i have is um there are cosmetic designer drugs Mm -hmm. there's one that's like alpha melanin's melanin uh-huh alpha melanocyte (laughs) stimulating uh hormone and they market these as tanning drugs where you take this take this pill it'll make you tan and what it is is it stimulates your melanin creation oh yeah huh to make you tan yeah so crazy i know i put some in my butt to see if i can get my cheeks tan but i don't know we'll see i think you have to try more <laughs> i did not do that <laughs> did you see my face I yeah was like wow was- uh that kind of reminds me of like when i was younger my mom threatened to drug test me and i told my friends and one of them gave me some niacin pills oh and yeah was like this will get rid of your thc because it's storing the fat and niacin burns fat Blah, blah, blah. Take a bunch. You'll feel like you're on fire. Yeah. Indeed, you do. Oh, yeah. I get niacin flush all the time. Yeah. Because um, it's in nutritional yeast. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And so nutritional yeast is fortified with uh, generally vitamin B12 and niacin, which is oh. B3. Uh-huh. Uh, and it gives you niacin flush. Yeah. And you like your skin swells and turns red and it's itchy, but apparently it's very cleansing. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I took it that one time and then I kind of liked how it felt. So I was just I just started taking it and I'd be like, I would just take it and lay on my bed and be like, I'm on fire and just like lay there. You're the most fascinating person I've ever met. <laughs> That's what I was doing in high school. Because the first time I got it, I thought I was breaking out in a rash. I like uh-huh. put it in my smooth. I put nutritional yeast in my smoothie. And the next thing you know, my skin swelled up and was like all red. And so I got Benadryl on my way to work because I was like, I'm uh-huh. having an allergic yeah. reaction. And then later I learned about what it was. Uh-huh. So now when it happens, I just go, it's so natural. But they give it to um, people at the Scientology Center if they're trying to get them to detox off of heroin. Oh. They have a place where they like, it's a steam room and they'll put on one of those plastic suits and give you a bunch of niacin and make you ride a bike. That sounds terrible. I worked out one time when I took a bunch of niacin and I, at that time I thought I was going to die. Because you're too hot. It was too hot. It's I was like, hot. something's... It's getting too intense. Ah, I'm very red. Ah, I'm very red. I suddenly went from brown to red. <laughs> I'm not even that brown. I'm like olive. Yeah, you are like olive. More, I have more yellow undertones. You do That's have yellow That's what undertones. Sephora lady told me. You do. She put that gun to my face. 
you know? gun. If you go to Sephora and ask them to like color match you, they'll put this. It looks like a barcode scanner, uh-huh. but they like put it to your face. Oh, like they use at Home Depot to do paint swatch matching. Yes. Wow. Yeah. The lady put it to my face and then she goes, oh, you're really yellow. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> what does that mean? But you are. Uh, but I am. Yeah. I'm, and I'm proud. I'm red. So together oh. we're neutral. Oh, that's so cool. That's like, there's the way. It's how you know we're meant to do a podcast together, man. Because if you like put our skin tones together, neutral. Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. Neutral, baby. Find you a friend whose skin neutralizes yours. <laughs> what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. No. It means absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, I just love those things like on the internet. You're supposed to be like, find you a. Yeah. Find you a dog that shits outside. Find you a man. Oh, it's like those memes that's like, find you a girl who's both. And yeah. And it's like a badass and a pretty girl. Yeah. I can box, but also wear high heels. Find you a man who knows how to cook clam chowder. Oh, fuck yeah, because clam chowder is awesome. I mean, I don't like things that are white and creamy. I don't like mayonnaise or ranch dressing. I don't like any of it. That is so bizarre because you're the third person I've talked to who's like, I don't eat white. Oh, okay. My coworker doesn't eat any white foods. Oh. Like she won't eat ranch or anything like that. Nothing white and creamy. Yeah. And then the other person, I just made it up in my head that I talked to them because I have been watching them so much. It's LaToya Jackson. (laughs) Stop. On Worst Cooks of America, Celebrity Edition. Stop it. Which, by the way, if you have not seen that show, please put put down this podcast and go watch it. Because it has Maria Bamford. It has LaToya Jackson. It has Ian whatever the fuck his name is. From 90210, Ian yes. Ziering. Yes, Ian Ziering. Um, the, the ditzy young son from Modern Family. Um oh. Oscar from The Office. Oh. I'm forgetting people now. I feel, Oh, Daisy Duke. The original Daisy Duke oh. from Dukes of Hazard. Fuck, I feel like I'm missing someone else and I'm sorry, but I, it's good. If you're My listening point is, out there good. and we forgot you. Yeah, I know you listen to Smoke Chain. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's real good. None of them know how to cook and they are on a cooking challenge show. Oh, it's called good. Worst Cooks of America. All right, we'll check it out. Anyways, Latoya Jackson doesn't eat anything white and creamy, and she giggles a lot. It's kind of creepy. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what Jacksons do is they giggle. Jacksons were raised to be like modest. Like, you know that how Asian women are supposed to cover their mouth when they giggle? That is how she is. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, all of the Jacksons are young Japanese girls. I see. It makes it makes a lot of sense Uh now. Uh I like her. She I did mean, really good on the show. Did she? Yeah, she can cook. All right. She just never knew it. What's up, Latoya? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, design of drugs. Design of right? drugs. Yeah. So I, I've done spice, but I think that's probably the last time I'm going to do a designer drug. Okay. I'm not going to do any. I don't think I ever have, and okay. I never will. Quote me on that. But sometimes you might take an accidental designer drug. That's true. Because you there's a, like. We talked about on our MDMA episode that like oh yeah over 25% of the MDMA that's mm-hmm. on the market contains no MDMA. Yep. So that's the thing is like or if you buy heroin it could be a designer drug. Um so anything that you're buying that's a pill or a powder it could be a designer drug and not what you think you're buying. 
Yeah. Scares me. It's scary. I found this list on Wikipedia that was like a list of designer drugs. Oh, let's go through it. It, it has psychedelics. Okay. Um, dissociatives. These are just types of drugs. But these are like the effects that the analog drugs are mimicking. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I should have said that. How about piperazans? Sure. Piperazans? It looks like piper uh, zines. I think those are the ones that they're a type of amphetamine. Well, it said that it it's like MDMA, similar to MDMA, but it mimics the serotonin that activates the 5-HT receptor. Oh. So, and then there's empathogens that are also like MDMA, but because they affect the emotional and social effects. Oh. So both of them mimic MDMA, but in different ways. Okay. And then there are stimulants. Okay. So like you know, analog versions of like cocaine and meth and shit. Uh-huh. I don't know what meth is. Is meth a designer drug? Well, meth is explicitly outlawed, but anything that is similar to meth, but isn't okay, is a designer drug. But I think because everyone's cooking meth, it's always somewhat chemically different, which is yeah. where that emergency ruling can come in where they're like, no, this is meth. Okay. Good to know. Um, Which is why, like, the because, like, when they cook meth, it's different. Everyone makes it differently. And so they can't say just this specific chemical compound is illegal, which is why one of the reasons why they try to control the creation of it by controlling ingredients that it's made out of. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was what I got from the Wikipedia article is they police the ingredients that you could cook meth out of because they can it's easier to keep an eye on that than it is the end product which would have to be a million different similar chemical combinations to be outlawed yeah i think is what it okay okay that's what we're thinking all right um also there are sedatives okay um and cannabis cannabinoids yes which mimic cannabis oh and so something about that they said on say why to drugs because the way they make those synthetic cannabinoids is they make them they're a liquid Uh and they spray them on a dried herb and then you buy the herb and you smoke it yeah and the dosage can vary because the way they spray it it can get heavier in some areas than others right so like even within a pack of spice your buddy could roll a joint and you roll a joint and you're getting vastly different doses because it's not the plant matter that it's distributed evenly through it's a liquid that's sprayed onto the plant matter and so it can create a lot of variation in the amount that you're getting yeah that's right um androgens okay those are the um the anabolic steroids and those are mostly used for performance enhancing or those no those are the anabolic steroids which are legal because it's like similar to anabolic steroids, but different. And then it won't show up on a drug test if yes. you're a professional athlete. Uh, people use them illegally as enhancing, like performance enhancing yeah. drugs. Yeah, okay. that was a big thing in sports where they're just always trying to keep up with these new kind of biohacks. Yeah. Because there's always new things coming up that can enhance your performance. And not all of them. That was the Lance Armstrong thing is like, right, he passed drug tests at the time he was competing. And it later came out that he was using this other thing that hadn't yet been classified as cheating. Yeah. So, yeah, he was passing tests, but he was 
he was fucking around. Yeah. He was using some designer performance enhancing drugs. <sighs> like a fancy pants. I heard that documentary is really good. There's some documentary on Netflix about okay. him and his cheating. Uh-huh. Not cheating on Cheryl Crow, but his cheating in Which sports. Which is a damn shame. I don't know if he cheated on her, but they did break up. Yeah, I don't actually know what happened. With that. She said, all I want to do is break up with you. <laughs> no, all she wanted to do was have some fun. And then she said, I got a feeling you aren't the one. Yeah, yeah she said something like that. I don't know. Listen, I haven't seen the musical about their love affair, but I'm sure it's good. Again, never editing this podcast. No, I mean, this. Uh, the best way to edit this episode would be to 100% delete it, but that's not going to happen because we have to post a show. <laughs> it's too late in the game. We're it's too, too far in. We're in too deep, and I just really hope Cheryl Crow's out there somewhere writing a musical about her relationship with Lance Armstrong because that would be that everything. Would be I watched you. I watch you every day riding your bike up and down the mountain. I never stopped. Believing you could be number one riding up and down that mountain. That's maybe that's how one of the songs would go. It 100% is. We should probably write this. It'll be what they call a, a jukebox musical, which is where you use existing songs, but we'll just do parodies yeah. of her songs so we don't have to write music. We'll get the karaoke tracks. Yes. We'll rewrite the lyrics. And we, having done zero research into their actual relationship, <laughs> will try to put on a musical about their relationship using only Cheryl Crow songs. Love it. All right. Well, I heard you had children. Do either of them have kids? I don't know. She had children after, after. him. And I can't remember if she had her baby or if she adopted her I think her she baby. adopted. Yeah. Okay. She had those strong arms. Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. Um, okay, here's some other ones. Uh, peptides. Okay. And those are mostly used to stimulate the release of growth hormones. Oh. Um, and then PDEs. In, oh, PDE5 inhibitors. What are those? Those are used for erectile dysfunction as, as sex stimulants. Oh, okay, so these are the fake Viagras. Yes. Yeah. The like black cobra and tiger's blood and whatever horny tiger milk, whatever I'm, the fuck you see at the I'm store. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to try those. Nice. Oh, and then I have nootropics. Oh, yeah. The, and those are chemicals that increase cognitive function an example of those would be like caffeine or Adderall, but also things like ginkgo biloba um, are nootropics. And so there have been some synthetic brain enhancing chemicals. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. There are like legal ones that are super great. Like on it makes alpha brain and that is a supplement of nootropics, but uh -huh. that's like a hundred percent legal and natural but then there are synthetic ones out there oh, so interesting yeah yeah um and here's something i read on wikipedia and i i wrote it down so it must be important okay um because it says on my notes it says here's something interesting <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote it in cursive so. whoa you meant it um, it says some drugs were originally synthesized by academic or industrial researchers in an effort to discover uh, more potent derivatives with fewer side effects um, and later were co-opted for recreational use. Yeah. So that was um, so that's how like most, I guess, like 
most designer drugs came from this laboratory research. Mm-hmm. And then I forget which ones I read about where they were like, holy shit, these like rogue chemists, a.k.a. drug makers on the streets design these. And some guy from the DEA was like, this is kind of impressive that these yeah. people outside of a scientific laboratory setting have started creating these analogs on their own because mm. most like historically they all were created in laboratories yeah. as part of research and then people started to be like you know what we could do we could make fake drugs on the streets see <laughs> we'll take it to you on the corner you see give me five dollars we'll sell it to you at quick trip yeah, I also have a note that says, uh, this has Johnny Depp sci-fi movie all over it. <laughs> so I was just thinking, like, Johnny Depp's a scientist, uh-huh. and he's, like, making synthetic drugs to help people, and then, like, some weird robot comes and makes it, like, a crazy illegal drug that opens the minds of its users. Oh. You know, kind of like that movie where he was uploaded himself into the computer, but then got all crazy. I don't remember that movie. I don't know what it's called, but it was like with Johnny bad. Depp. Yeah, it's huh. bad and yeah, it's just mostly bad. Okay, well we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, and we'll update you. It just made me think of. I don't know why those two things just in my head they went together. I love it. I also love when I write my notes for the show and then later I find them and I'm like, what did I mean? Yeah, what did I? Me- I meant it. It's in cursive. I meant it. That's right. I love writing in cursive. It's like my standard, like I mostly write in cursive. What? Yeah. I learn something new about you every day. Me too. But with you. (laughs) That's not true. Yeah, it is, Sydney. Every day I'm researching you. Um, But I made my social media private. I watched your Instagram lives. Oh, yeah. And I really liked them. (laughs) Thanks. I took mushrooms and went to a job interview. I know. You're like, who even gives a shit how it went? Who <laughs> fucking cares? Who cares? Jobs are just something we do so we don't have too much time alone with our thoughts while yes. we live under a bridge. That is true. Yeah. That is fact. It is fact. Um, So, uh, yeah. I think I want to do more Instagram lives. I've also found the best lighting for me ever is pitch black with, like, the... um light from my uh what's it called your visor yes the mirror in your visor on the car just pitch black night yeah it was good that visor light i i was like i am distracted by how good i look in the front facing camera on my phone which no one looks good in it was good but i found my perfect light um did you like the karaoke videos I posted on the Simonche account? I sure did. There was a gentleman with long curly hair in one of them. Yeah. And you did a poll to see if people liked that hair. And I just wrote back, did you give him my number? Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which you didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. You weren't I like, got it after. I got your message after the fact. Yeah. You weren't like, hey, I know this girl who'd be into your hair. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't talking to him. You know, he yeah. was just a stranger, which I was like, I don't know how people feel about me recording them. Like I'm blatantly recording people singing. I don't know any of these people, but I just want them to know that I'm only posting positive things about them. I mean, yeah. I mean, who even cares? Who even cares? But I do like that karaoke has been part of it's like part of the Simonche culture. So I'm glad that you're like on the streets reporting back with it. Yeah. And then I wanted a video of myself singing karaoke. But um, by the time it was my turn to sing again, 
I was like tired and almost we were we were about to leave oh. and she called my name. You were and, walking out the door and they're like, "Next up, we have Shoe Marley." Yep. Yeah. And uh and so I forgot to give Deacon my phone. Oh. And then he recorded some on his phone and he said he emailed it to me and he just emailed me um a message that said Monche Nam Monche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you can't even spell Simonche and there is no video in this there's no content here sir. oh my fucking god I love that so, so then much. and then after that I was like well it's, it's way past the fucking point I don't who even cares who even Next gives a time. shit yeah oh but my god that's amazing plus we all know not we all know but you and I know uh-huh He's not the best at taking pictures. Well, that's what you told me last week when we had him take a picture is you, after he left the room, you whispered, he's not the best at taking pictures. <laughs> I mean, but those pictures did turn out okay. They turned out perfectly fine, um, but I just love that. I, you're like, listen, we're married, so I'm not going to say, I don't want him to hear me I say that. I his feelings, but. I, the only, this is the first time I've heard you say something bad about your husband, and it was, He's not the best at taking pictures. <laughs> he just doesn't always capture capture my best angles. Yeah. Like he's good at taking pictures of himself mm-hmm. and directing me to take pictures. Uh-huh. But then when it comes time for a picture of me, oh. I feel like he chooses not the best angles. He doesn't apply himself. Right. Yeah. Um. So I was worried about his video anyways, because I was like, he's probably like, Capturing all my worst angles. Monche, Namonche. Namonche, Monche, Monche. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's great. So, um, so I guess we've decided that designer drugs are on our not list. Yeah, there's just too many variables and you can't, there's no way, there's no way of being certain of what you're doing and how it's going to affect you. And when in doubt, takes take eat a plant. Yeah. So go make some pot brownies. Yeah. It's so weird. I've eaten edibles so many times, and I just feel like they don't affect me at all. Remember you said that once when I gave you that weed oil, but then you, like, ate a bunch of the unicorn cake that you made? Because I made made some weed oil, and then you ate, like, a whole horn off the unicorn cake while you were at work, and you said, maybe it's because I was at work that I realized how high I really was. Yes. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. It's all coming back back to me now. Yeah, I love uh, edibles, but they are scary if you take too many. Mm Because I have had the experience where I could not move for eight hours. Yeah, you're just, you're put down like a puppet dog. Yeah, and you just start like, you're fully conscious, but you can't move your body. And I just had to keep reminding myself to calm down and not be one of those crazy people that calls 911. Well, it's fine if you're like, you don't have anywhere to go or anything to do and you're comfy in your bed. But if you're like at work. Yeah, that because it's happened to me. I took too much (laughs) CBD oil isn't supposed to get you high. But um, the dropper in my Charlotte's Web broke. So then I just took a little nip from the bottle and I took too much. And I was at work uh, at this office job that I sometimes work. Yeah. And I was like way too fucking high like way too fucking high and i just was like i could focus on the tasks i was doing but i could not have a conversation because trying to interact with another human being just i was like i can't yeah 
But I had I been at home, I just would have been like, oh, I'm watching Silicon Valley and my bod feels good. That's uh, right. Uh. Did you like those episodes that you watched? Yeah, I'm almost totally caught up on the show. I was a season behind. Oh, okay. And I canceled my HBO Now account because I only got it to watch Westworld, which is not good this season. What? I feel like this season's better than the first season. The thing is, they're covering too much ground. The pacing is totally different than the first season. Yeah. And it's much like the last season of Sex in the City, which was less than half the length of the prior seasons. And they just tried to shove an entire season's worth of plots into, like, a short amount of time. And I don't like that type of pacing. Uh-huh. I like a real slow-moving show. Mad okay. Men is one of my favorite television shows of all time. Yeah. And I like things that are very slow, and it's whatever. And so this season is very much like an action movie. Mm-hmm. And when people found out I loved Westworld, they were like, you have to watch Blade Runner, which I watched and was fine. But Blade Runner is an action movie. Yeah. And that's not what I like about Westworld is I don't like the action. I like the like thoughts about what constitutes consciousness yeah. and humanity and stuff. And this season is a lot of action and it's just not. That's me. true. I really like it, though. And I kind of I just like to get stoned and then think like, what if this is just the government prepping us for the reality that we will one day learn, which is that we are all robots? Well, we I mean, we are. The human brain is a very advanced computer and we're just running on circuitry. And that's what I liked about Westworld is when they discovered their code because they thought they were having independent thought and they weren't. And so just recognizing that we are all running a code and you might think that you have free will, but free will is a fucking joke. Um, and you are just, you're very advanced AI and you're running on your circuits. Um, so, which sometimes can be frustrating when you're like, I want to change. And it's like, eh, well, like, yeah, your code, you got, yeah, you kind of have this hard written code. (laughs) Right. Um, and you can put another skin on top of it. Like you can do an overlay on a software program, but it is the same underlying program. Mm -hmm. So, um, Anyways, Westworld, maybe I'll rewatch the second season at some point, but I don't love it right now, so I canceled HBO now, so I have a month where I'm trying to watch everything on it. Okay. And so Silicon Valley is all up in it. I also realized, I'm going to say something gross, Shu. Uh-oh. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. You're ready? So... I find Martin Starr, who plays Guilfoyle on Silicon Valley, to be very attractive. He is. Okay, I'm glad you agree with me on this, because I realized that that gentleman that I was sexting with Uh looks like a blonde version of that. Weird. Okay. Which is really fucking weird looking. Yeah. But does it for me at a primal level. Huh. (laughs) Because I'm a weird person. Yeah. And just like the idea of going, holy shit, he's exactly a blonde Guilfoyle. Uh-huh. And the idea of trying to describe to someone how that gets all of my engines going. They're like, you're right. You are gross. You are a gross person, Sydney DeLorean. And yes, I yeah. never claimed that I wasn't a gross person. No, he's he's attractive. I find, yeah, like he's kind of my dream man. Oh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but. No, listen, I have I say that about a lot of men. <laughs> I know. I have so many boyfriends. Uh, I have so many boyfriends, but Guilfoyle is definitely one of them. Okay. Um, the gentleman that I'm seeing, I he wants to watch rewatch Stranger Things season two, and I said we can't watch that together because my boyfriend Paul Reiser's on it, and I don't want you to get jealous because I don't know if you know this or not, but Paul Reiser is my boyfriend. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not jealous, baby, as long as it gets your engine going. I'm like, <laughs> 
Okay, as long as you understand uh, that you and I are just courting. Yes. But what Paul and I have is real. He has been in my soul and one day will be in my home. He'll one day be in my home. I just have to outlive his wife. <laughs> oh, my God. You By then, he'll be so fucking old that you can't even have sex with him or do anything we'll just but feed each other. him. I'll feed him. I know you would. <laughs> I'm not. I'm generally not a caretaker or even uh, a nice person, but I would feed Paul Reiser. My pussy. Oh, shit. Oh, motherfucking pussy. Come queen. 2018, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have, have a happy hump day. Have a very happy hump day. Bye-bye. <laughs>